Oddball Sports is produced by KKKP the DJ. Welcome to another episode of the Oddball Sports Podcast. All thoughts and opinions of all hosts are the thoughts and opinions of said hosts and do not reflect the thoughts and opinions of the other hosts or the podcast as a whole. Enjoy the episode you're about to listen to. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Oddball Sports. I'm one of your hosts, Nana Mark Hansen, and I'm here today with some of my co-hosts like... Diane Addo. Sayram Kate. Papa Kojo Spio. And David Alright, so this week, and we saw match day 27 take place in the Ghana Premier League. Corella United took on a Crocker Olympics yesterday, Friday, May 28th, and they played out a 1-1 draw. Ejana Stars played at Kumasi Asante Kotoko earlier on today, and they played a 0-0 draw. Liberty Professionals took on Dreams FC earlier today, Saturday, May 29th, and they beat Dreams 2-1 at 3pm. Tomorrow's games for Match Week 27 sees Bechem United take on Elmina Sharks at 3pm. Ashanti Gold take on Legon Cities at 3pm. Wafa will take on Ebuswadwaus at 3 p.m. King Faisal will take on 11 Wonders on tomorrow, Sunday, May 30th at 3pm. Inter Allies will take on Mediama and Accra Hatsufuk will see out the weekend when they take on Breakroom Chelsea at 6 p.m. Dave, w- w- which of these games are you lo- most looking forward to? All right, so um, I'm I'm actually looking out for the Faisal 11 Wonders game because it's it's a real battle for survival, and I'm I'm quite sure good things will be um will come up with like a real strategy to make sure um they they get a win. So it should be an interesting matchup tomorrow on Sunday. Yeah, like you said, it's going to be a very interesting game because King Faisal right now sits in 16th place in the relegation zone. While the 11 Wonders are 17, they, King Faisal has 29 points right now. 11 Wonders have 27. So whoever wins the game could, if King Faisal, for example, wins the game, they can push Liberty Professionals into the relegation zone in their place. And if 11 Wanderers wins the game, they could also push Liberty Professionals into the relegation zone. So it's a very big game for both sides. Exactly, exactly. And I like the fact that Liberty won their game and against and Dreams FC today because it's, what it means is that they they still have the chance to 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 prove why they've they've they've, they've been in the league for a very long time and been able to survive all these years beating Dreams FC. And in our home, it's, it's very, it's very good because dreams themselves are really looking out for a major win to, to keep pace with the top guys in the top four. So losing against Liberty, well, it's, it's a big blow, but I think Liberty winning is, is, is great because it pushes them away a bit from the relegations. And I can't wait to see what, ha- what will happen in the Kimfaisal 11 on this game because that game is an interesting matchup because the owner of Kimfaisal has already said that they might, they might, they might have military and beef up at the venue because the, the, the rivalry between the two, two clubs goes beyond just what will go on on the pitch. Wow, that's very interesting. Wow. But moving on from the Ghana Premier League relegation battle and this weekend's matches, we look towards Europe. Wednesday, May 26th, we saw the UEFA Europa League final take place between Manchester United and Villarreal. The way United got to the final started when they took on Real Sociedad in the round of 32 after dropping into the Europa League from the Champions League. They knocked out uh, Real Sociedad 4-0 on aggregate. Then they moved on to the round of 16 stage where they beat AC Milan 2-1 on aggregate. Then they moved on to the quarterfinals and saw off Granada 4-0 on aggregate. Then they moved to Roma who they saw in the semi-final and they saw Roma off by 8 goals to 5 in the semi before making it to the final which was played on Wednesday. Villarreal got to the Europa League final 
by taking on in the round of 32 RB Salzburg. They saw RB Salzburg go 4-1 in the round of 32. In the round of 16, they won 4-0 against Dynamo Kiev on aggregate. In the quarterfinals, they beat Dynamo Zagreb 3-1 on aggregate. In the semifinal, they saw off Arsenal 2-1 on aggregate, and that's how they made it to the final. The final was a hotly contested 1-1 draw that saw the game decided on penalties, where Villa Real, I repeat, Villa Real were crowned Europa League champions. So Spio, after all your noise, how are you feeling about your club, Manchester United? To be honest, as a fan, I would always say that, oh, I want my team to win now, make noise, and scream and everything. But the truth of the matter is, when I did my research and looked at how things were, I just felt in my spirit that, look, I was going to go for every hour's way, whether it's deep penalties or the main game. So I didn't watch. I only followed through on live score and a bit of commentary here and there. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Look. Oli, Oli needs to leave. Oli needs to leave. Manu was not good on the day. Emery came out to frustrate us and he frustrated us. Oli's substitutions that he did were bad and at the wrong time. I'm not surprised. In fact, I'm actually glad that they lost because now it, it should act as a bit of stimulus to the management of United to look Look, let's, let's, let's get rid of this guy. It's sad. Now, Allegri is off the market. Allegri would have been very good for that club. I'm not surprised. Congratulations to Villarreal. They deserved it because they were looking for Champions League football and they got it. So that is fine. I'm 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 not surprised. Okay, the game Villarreal Man U. I watched it in its entirety. To be honest, it wasn't it wasn't really. I don't think it was a really interesting game. I was low key supporting Man U. I think from the previous episode, I was saying Man U would win, would win the game, but a bit disappointed with their performance. Yeah, same as you. I don't think that you guys showed up in that game and. Valeria punished you in penalties, unfortunately. Well, I think um, we shot ourselves like in the foot because um, we played well in the first half, even though there wasn't um, agency in, in our play. And I, 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 I totally agree with you on this. Uh, Ole, like it's, it's about time. I mean, he gets booted off because he has been, he has been at the, at the club for like four years now or so and he has nothing to show. Every time it's 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 just sentimental reasons that we give that's yeah it's, he's, he's a club le- legend and um, we need to give him time and all even even at Chelsea Lampard I mean he wasn't performing he was sacked and we need to make we need to take these big decisions at the, at the club as well because at the end of the day United are known for winning trophies and for five years we've not won a trophy so even though yes I was supporting my club to win Villarreal had a plan United Emery knew better he knew he could do it against us and that's what he did so I mean in the long Run, we, we have we have a long way to go to to make sure we we make the 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 best corrections and then come back next season probably with a, a new manager and, 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 and a new vision because United is not really up there compete and I don't see I don't see us competing with the likes of Chelsea and all with this current coach. But looking at what you guys have said about your coach so far, it seems ironic because this week the news came out after the European League final that. United are considering giving Oli a new three-year extension to his deal. So, like, if you guys are saying he's not the right manager to lead your club forward, why does your board seem to be wanting to stick with him? No, no. You see, they are doing this based on, like, sentimental worst. Obviously, they are treating Ole as if, yes, he's, he's, he's one of us, so we will back him any, any, anyway. And it's wrong. The, the guy is not pulling up his weight. He's not, he has, he's not showing anything different from what some other managers after Ferguson left 
has come in and do. So, I mean, he has to go. And and there's a reason why the fans are angry at the board. Because they are not making the right decisions in favor of the fans. Nana, as it currently stands, all United fans are extremely frustrated. Now, we, we know because of COVID, we need to go and buy players and whatnot. At the moment, it will be too expensive to sack But that is what needs to be done because he is just not a good coach. We need to put away sentiments. We need to put away the fact that we finish second. Mourinho finish second and won the Europa. Do you understand what I'm saying? So far, Mourinho has a better record than Oli. He finished second and he won the Europa. You can't even win Europa back to back. Disappointment. See, the thing with Martin is, right now, United fans, we are all pissed to all that rioting that went on wasn't just to get Glazer out. We don't like the football that is going on. Next season, they shouldn't expect fans to be supporting money like that. Me, I've moved on. Yeah, I've moved on. I've quoted myself so many times on uh, past episodes saying that I should ever leave money with the team I'm going to Chelsea. And because right now, I don't see why we should give only what you call it, a new contract. A new contract for, for mediocrity. Oh. I mean, it's sad to see some one of the biggest clubs in English football slowly kill themselves and die off. But... Me as an Arsenal fan, I'm enjoying this. I hope long may continue. From like a purely football standpoint, if I was a United fan, I would also want Oli out because it seems like the football hasn't really improved since he took over. Like the, his tactical now, in some games, yes, he's improved. He's a better manager now than he was at Cardiff, but he's still not uh, the standard of manager you would expect to lead a club like Manchester United forward. But as a rival fan, seeing him at United, it gives me joy and brings peace to my heart. So long may it continue. So looking at the Champions League final. With that took place on Saturday, May 29th, between Chelsea and Manchester City. Diane! Um, <laughs> what do you want from me? Oh, I'm going to wait for you guys to talk. Alright, so looking at the Champions League final that took place on May 29th, 2021 between Manchester City and Chelsea. Let's look at how these two teams got to the final. Man City were put in Group C with the likes of Porto, Olympiacos and Marseille. Man City topped their group with 16 points and qualified for the round of 16. Chelsea were put in Group E at the start of the Champions League campaign. They won their group with 14 points and advanced to the round of 16 stage. At the round of 16 stage, Manchester City took on Borussia Mönchengladbach, who they saw off 4-0 on aggregate in the round of 16. Chelsea were given a harder tie, in my view, against Atletico Madrid, the eventual champions of Spain, who they saw off comfortably 3-0 on aggregate. In the quarterfinals, Manchester City got another German club in Borussia Dortmund, who they saw off 4-2 on aggregate after winning both legs 2-1. Chelsea were given an easier tie this time around in the quarterfinals when they were handed Porto, who they saw off 2-1 on aggregate. In the semifinals, both English clubs, Manchester City and Chelsea, were given hard ties in Europe, Man City having to travel to Paris to take on Paris Saint-Germain and they ended up beating PSG 4-1 on aggregate after winning the first leg 2-1 and then coming back to finish the job 2-0 in the second leg. Chelsea were given the handy tie of trying to knock out the most successful club in Champions League history, Real Madrid, who they ended up seeing off 3-1 on aggregate after getting an away goal 
in the first leg when the game ended 1-1. They came back home to Stamford Bridge to finish the job 2-0 and take on to win the tie 3-1 in aggregate to move to the final where they took on Manchester City. So on May 29th, 2021, at 7 p.m. GMT, we saw the game kick off. Chelsea ended up scoring a late first half goal, which saw them win the title. So guys, what were your thoughts on the run to the final for both teams and the game we saw today? I guess I'm first. Okay, so building up to the final, we were just, Manchester City were just so comfortable, which is why I use my whole chest. And obviously, I'm a fan to say that I would kill Chelsea in the final. But today, watching it, continue to laugh, continue to cough, continue. <laughs> <laughs> but but you but but you yeah, even I said I swear you said I swear you said that Man City. I just want to say that pride goes before a fall, so never be too comfortable. I wasn't, but but no, but it's confidence. It's not even. I wasn't even proud. It was confidence in my team. I was confident in my team, rightly so. And today, watching the game, it wasn't our day today. We didn't show up. We had like one one shot on target the whole game. Yeah, today was. I've just stressed the whole game. So every ever since the goal in the the goal in the forty second minute, silly goal, silly gap in our defense. The second half we played, I think we played better. But when Kevin De Bruyne went off injured, there was just something missing. There was always something. Missing missing in that centre defensive like bit of the of the pitch. But when Kevin went off, our team was just stressed. Our team was just so I don't know how to, know how to describe it, it was just messy. Okay, so City lost this game because of complacency. Team that has beaten you twice already before this game. Obviously you don't you don't you don't come up with a strategy strategy like this trying to beat Chelsea. Everything went wrong for Pep Guardiola in every Every single thing went wrong for him, and so I'm not too surprised them losing their trophy to I mean to Hill because Chelsea have had quite a journey, and what Romanstuk has done with them now, I mean it's it's enviable because at some point in their season it looked like they were going to a bad season, and then all of a sudden a certain man is appointed from PSG to take over from the Lampard, and he has turned every single thing around at the club. First, did everything possible to make sure he qualified for the champion. And then bought them the trophy that's eluded them for, for some years now. So obviously, we, well, Pep did all wrong, and it made, it made me even remember Sagueros' quote in 2014 where he says he'll stay with the club until they win the UCL. Obviously, now he has to live without that trophy. And what it also means is that Pep, Pep has failed Man City and their fans. This is the trophy they all want now. This is the trophy they all want him to deliver. He got too close to the trophy and lost by his own. So, fair to say that even though they won the Premier League, it's it's a failed season for Man City for me. Congratulations to Chelsea. Yeah, so I agree with you there. Pep, like we've seen him time and time again at Man City. He got in his own way for this final. The whole run this season, he's played Fernandinho, he's played Foden, he's played De Bruyne, he's played Mares. He's played all the, his players without like a genuine striker or sometimes with Jesus. But today, he decided to go without a DM, which... Like his tactics go in his own way, and it, you saw with the Chelsea goal, time and time again, Chelsea just slicing through the Man City the, uh, midfield so easily because there was no Fernandinho or Rodri there present. And so him going without a DM was one mistake he made in the game. You bringing up the Aguero from 2014 like it just shows 
how close you can get to the Champions League trophy and how difficult it is to truly win that trophy because that is the pinnacle of European club football and it has become the pinnacle of club football everywhere to be very honest and like to win that trophy it's the hardest trophy to win and even though Pep has two he hasn't been able to win it since 2011 it's been 10 years since he won one I'm happy for Tuchel because Tuchel has finally won his first one after it after the big ears trophy evaded him last year in the final where his PSG team lost by the same scoreline he won by today against Bayern Munich so I'm just happy that he has been able to turn things around for Chelsea so congratulations to Chelsea for winning the Champions League this season and hopefully we can see we can see teams push on and come back stronger next season Bayern will be stronger next season under under Nagelsmann PSG depending on what the coaching situation is like right now with Poch's future in limbo right now Neymar has extended his contract but we don't know what Mbappe is going to do with his future Liverpool should come back stronger like next season the Champions League is going to be very very competitive so it's going to be hard to see that's why I'm so disappointed like I feel like this is this this is a like serious season to win a Champions League and well do it away well, well the 20 2009 happened to Manu, 2011 happened to us, so yeah, this is the first time mm-hmm. since then, trying to get in like, the next four or five times, maybe can win one out of them. Yes. Next season, the Champions League is really going to be hard, and hopefully, we can see another team win it. And yeah, so like this week, we saw we've seen a lot of European coaches being moved around in jobs. Gattuso left Napoli, he went to Fiorentina. Pochettino has been rumored to be speaking with Spurs and Real Madrid. Perlo got fired by Juventus, and they quickly rehired their former manager, Maximilio Allegri. Oli Gonasolcher, who we spoke about earlier, has been offered a new three-year deal at, at Manchester United. Jose Mourinho is going to be Roma's coach next season. We have Inzaghi joining Inter after Conte left. Zidane has left Real Madrid. Conte has left Inter. Inzaghi is going to be in charge there. Napoli appointed Spalletti to be their new boss, replacing Gattuso today. Nagelsmann is going to be Bayern's coach next, new coach next season. Hansi Flick is going to be the new German coach. Any club interested in Joaquin Lowe could have a look at him. And there's just been so much management movement. So out of all these options I've given, what coach do you think will land best on their feet. Conte, who's out of a job. Perlo, who's out of a job. Zidane, who's currently out of a job. Poch, who's being linked with leaving PSG for either Spurs or Real Madrid. Ansi Flick with the German national team. Nagelsmann with Bayern Munich. Allegri back at Juventus. Inzaghi now at Inter. Gattuso now at Fiorentina. Spalletti now at Napoli. And yeah, who do you think, which of these managers do you think will land back on their feet quickly? I mean, I'm excited for Bayern, but all these all these managers that you mentioned that are like in the wind, let's say, are top class managers. So you teams that need managers now, that they need to act on it if you're serious. And you know who, to, who I'm talking about. Man U, Arsenal, both your team need to snatch up. You, or, you that your um, manager keeps stumbling <laughs> over Champions League. Yeah, yeah but we're winning. We're, st- we're still winning trophies. Mourinho at Roma. He, I, I want to see how he turns that Roma side that finished seventh in Serie A this season around. I, I wonder how he would get along with some of his old players like Chris Smalling and Henrik Mkhitaryan. 
Conte, like he always seems to want things done his way. If you seems like the manager who always wants to give you a hundred percent, and if you're not giving him a hundred percent back, you'll always end up butting heads with. So that's probably part of the reason he's left Inter. Zidane, if I I see him possibly landing at PSG if Pochettino does go to Madrid or Spurs. Even though I think Pochettino going back to Spurs would be a backwards move for him because you're going to leave the likes of Mbappe, Neymar, Verratti, and the rest to go and manage if. Harry Kane leaves. Who are you going to manage? Son, Bergwijn, Deli Ali. Like legit, it's a backwards move for him if that's what he chooses to do. And Zaghi, I have hope for at Inter. Unlike Dave, I think he's learned a lot at his time at Lazio. He's gotten them into the Champions League a couple times, and he would. This Inter squad would be better than the squad he had at Lazio. So I, I can see him improving that, them there. But the point I agree with you on Inter is I, I still do see Lukaku moving because if they need to move seventy to eighty million off their books, Lukaku's that one player they could sell and make that seventy to eighty million they need to get off their books. Nagelsmann, I feel, will do well at Bayern. Flick at the national German national team, I think he'll do well. Gattuso at Fiorentina, he'll get them playing some aggressive football again. Hopefully, he'll get them in Europe. And yeah. All right, moving on to our next topic. All right, so we've seen the NBA playoffs start and one series in the playoffs is already over. We've seen the Milwaukee Bucks sweep the Miami Heat. It was a sweep. We got out the brooms and the Miami Heat, the NBA Finals representative for the Eastern Conference last season, had been knocked out. So they will be sent fishing by Charles Barkley, Ernie Johnson, Kenny Lejet Smith, and Shaquille O'Neal on the TNT show very soon. Shocking. Sarah, what are your thoughts on the brooms so far? Sally, relax. Cue the music for me again. Let me sing along, man. (laughs) (laughs) Bro. Hey, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Okay. <laughs> Yo, okay. Okay, to get on a more serious note though. I did not predict this at all. Like I really did not expect this. I think it was going to go to a game seven or a game six or ten. Charlie, the bugs proved their dominance. They they totally uh, destroyed the man Defending champions, yeah, it was it was it was it was very incredible to watch. And apparently, you know, Bucks beat the Miami Heat by an average of twenty point five points over the course of the four games, which is actually very incredible. That I mean, was a blowout round, and it's like Miami had no chance. Even today, it looked like they had a chance that they could win. But then at the end of the fourth quarter, it was very obvious. But it was very obvious that Bucks brought out the boot and did the job that they needed to. I'm happy for Giannis because last season a lot of people were talking trash about him. This season, he's shown that he's really an MVP. The team has actually you know come up and then help them do what he needed to do I'm happy for him I'm looking forward to see what's going to happen next talking about the Denver Nuggets matchup I'm actually really excited about this I'm glad I tied I'm really glad I tied yeah it, it looks like it's going to be an interesting series it might go down to a game 7 I think I predicted Denver in 6 but it might go down to a game 7 so It'll be interesting to see what's gonna happen with this. Yeah, I'm 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 enjoying this series so far. I'm enjoying the playoffs. Yeah, the intensity is everything, man. It's looking fun. It's looking fun. I I think I predicted Portland in seven, and I'm going to stick with that. As it's two two right now, it could go either way. But 
it's been a good series so far. Milwaukee sweeping the Miami Heat after the first two, watching the first two games. It looked like Miami, especially after game two, because game one was pretty close, but after game two, it looked like Miami did not know how they were going to match up. Like, like not only against Giannis, but Chris Middleton this year, Drew Holiday, the addition of PJ Tucker, Bobby Portis, Brooke Lopez, not wanting to shoot threes, but trying to be dominant in the paint this season. Like, it all made a difference in that season. Luka has looked spectacular in the playoffs so far against the Clippers. John Morant dropped a Grizzlies franchise high 47 in the playoffs and is the youngest player in NBA history to drop 47 in a playoff game. So, like, big ups to him. Uh, it's nice to see that Donovan Mitchell has come back in the playoffs from his ankle injury and he played well in his first game back. would like to see him again tonight. Um, some of the things that have gone on in the playoffs fan incidents that have gone on in the playoffs are despicable and should never be happening. Like um, that Nick fan who spat, spat on Trey Young, the Philly fan who threw popcorn on Russell Westbrook, and uh, the Utah fans who was being racist and uh, sexist towards John Moran's parents and his family. Like those things need to be called out and stamped out from the game. But apart from those few stupid people um, trying to bring the game into disrepute, it's been an enjoyable first round so far, even though we've had one two. Uh, we saw Boston beat Brooklyn last night. We saw the Clippers try to claw their way back in the Dallas series. So both series are 2-1 right now. And then we'll see what Washington can do at home tonight against Philly, even though I think Philly versus Washington is also heading towards us. Diane, what are your thoughts on the playoffs so far? Yeah, I mean, you guys highlighted the event of the playoff really well. I've been enjoying them. I've been, I think my favourite matchup this year has been the Hawks and the Knicks. That's been, like, eventful. Trey Young's been showing out, you know. Derek Rowe has been doing his thing. I still, I'm, as for my predictions, I'm sticking with Nuggets over the over Portland. I'm sticking with Philly, but I believe Wizard, the Wizards will win today. Jazz, I th- I'm still sticking with the Jazz. That Now that Donovan Mitchell has come and shown his dominance, I'm, uh, I'm sticking with them. Knicks, as for the Knicks, I don't really want to go back on my word, but the way that Atlanta have been pressuring them, if they're not careful, uh, Atlanta can can really, you know, make a run for their money. And Suns and Lakers, uh, that one, I'm still sticking with the Suns, <laughs> even though the Lakers are winning. What are, your, what are your thoughts on the NBA award winners so far? We've had Julius Randle named as the most improved player for 2020-2021. We've seen Jordan Clarkson win um, sixth man of the year. Giannis, early in the season, was given all-star MVP. So, what are your thoughts on these two end of season awards so far? And I, I, to me personally, both Randall and Clarkson deserve the awards they won so far. So, like, I can't wait for them to announce the rest next week. Uh, oh, yeah, hopefully they start tomorrow. But yeah, I just hope they can actually like start giving out these awards quick days. Yeah, I mean, I think we all predicted these guys to win their respective awards. So, well deserved. So far, so good. So let's look on to next week. Yeah, I mean, what Diane said. Okay, fact of the day today, I have two facts. One basketball fact, one football fact. The basketball fact of the day today is slam dunks were considered illegal in 1967 and were illegal in basketball for nine years until they 
were made legal again. The football fact of the day today is Pele, the Brazilian legend, was the first person to call football the beautiful game. And that's how football in the world today is referred to, the beautiful game. But thank you for listening to another episode of Opal Sports. It's been yours, not a Mark Hansen. Here with Dianato, Papa Kajuspiro, Sarah Mkate, and David Covite. Thank you for listening to Audible Sports. Peace to you and next time. Love you. Bye. <laughs>